Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We're going to continue in Simen Yur Aleph, Begeres HaKodesh, the 11th letter, the holy letters of the Balatanya, the back of Tanya, the letter known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten you with understanding. We are going through some foundational concepts of Chassidus to being able to understand Hashem, the enlightenment of understanding, which essentially is these concepts will allow us to have enlightenment, which on some level When we meditate on these concepts, just the mere knowledge of them will allow us to have a radical shift in our minds, a radical shift in our consciousness, which allows you to know things that you would not know on your own, and therefore to live life differently. Just like when you're about to experience a certain danger, if you would know the danger, if you would know the dangerous substance or a dangerous situation or a dangerous place, the knowledge about that danger would allow you to live your life differently. So too, to live a meaningful life, to live a life of happiness, a life of joy, a life where there's no suffering, you would have to be enlightened with understanding. A person would have to have enlightenment. And that's why we're going through these ideas that in order to live a meaningful life, a person has to live life as if he was on his last day. And we're explaining that to live life as if your life is on your last day means that you have to go very deeply into what does this mean, my last day. What would my last day of my life look like? And we've learned that since a person never knows what his last day is going to look like, he has to imagine deeply that the last day, on the last day of his life, nothing would matter. And what would happen is, the last day of his life when nothing would matter, what would happen is, on that day, he would become fully awake, fully aware, fully aware of everything around him. And what would be the purpose? There would be no purpose at that moment. He would just be fully alive. And he would realize at that moment to be fully alive is the purpose. And what would he realize the last day of his life? That until then he was asleep. So essentially, the root of all suffering, the root of all problems in this world, come from the fact that a person is asleep. He's asleep means that he's attached, means he's drowning, means he's busy with the past, busy with the future. And all the while, he's giving up what he has right now. And the opposite of that is a meaningful life, which means that he's fully awake, he's fully aware, he's fully gives full sensitivity to this moment right now. 
And he realized that everything in this world is only this moment. Because this moment right now, his heart is pumping. This moment right now, he's alive. This moment right now is the only moment that ever is. And the radical shift that goes on in a person who lives like this is that all negativity is blown away. All negativity becomes disintegrated. All negativity of the past. The whole entire story, the whole entire consciousness of a person becomes so deeply into his body, he comes so deeply into himself that it pales in comparison. They have a nightmare at night and you wake up and the deeper you wake up, you drink your coffee as soon as you wake up, the whole nightmare disappears. And on some level in life, that's exactly the way life is supposed to be. You're supposed to come deeply into your body, deeply into who you are, and deeply aware, deeply awake to your consciousness, to your neshama. And at that moment, you meet everybody, everybody that you see in front of you, you meet them for their aliveness, not for what you see. What you see on the outside is the body. What you see on the outside of everything is its crust, its covering, its trap. What we call in, in Kabbalah and Chassidus, it's klipa, it's peel. The peel is what brings you to the person. The, bring, the, the peel is, is your portal, is your door to meet the person. When you have an apple in front of you and you picked it up in the store, the reason why you picked up this apple as opposed to another apple is because it looks nicer than the other one. It looks fresher. But you will never eat the peel. The peel has nothing to do with the apple. Even the taste of the apple has nothing to do with the, with the vitality that you're going to get from that apple. But if you're obsessed with the peel of the apple, then you'll just have the apple sit by it and you'll watch it and you'll look at it. But the goal of the apple is for you to eat the apple. The outside of the apple is just to tell you that inside is an apple. It's the same exact thing with life. Life is the outside. We live life on the outside. And we grow up this way. And everything tries to rip us away from living with the inside. From living with what is. And therefore we live with a story. We live with mental concepts. And on the last day of a person's life, he will be fully awake. What does that mean? His light of his soul will come deep into his body. And at that moment, nothing else matters. Everything pales in comparison. And we are going over this over and over again because this is the purpose of your life. And the truth is a person shechazed this every single day. Because every single day, you need to return. You need to come back to this state. You need to live life in this state. Because that is the only real way to live. And as long as you don't, you're not conscious of this, you're asleep. And as long as you're asleep, you're suffering. And as long as you're suffering, you're withering away. Withering away is not living. And Torah and mitzvahs is the way to live like this. To live fully present. To, be, to put your neshama over your body. To, put your, to split your own sea. To split everyone else's sea around you. Means to split the apple, to not get caught up with the outside of anything, and to be fully awake. That is really the purpose of life.
Now this is a, to live life like this is to live with enlightenment. And we learned in the last year that there's people who live their whole entire life with enlightenment. Those are tzaddikim. And if you are touched by such a tzaddik, you think about that tzaddik every single day. Because that tzaddik wakes that up within you, and then you live life like that. And if you do what that tzaddik told you to do, and if you learn what that tzaddik taught you, then your head rules your body. And the light of your consciousness is fully comes into your whole entire body. Because the tzaddik lived like this. But ultimately speaking, the average person, like the Rambam says in Al-Ghashchuvah, lives a petty life. So this is very important for all of us because this shir, this perek, simin yiralef, laskil chabina, to enlighten yourself with understanding, is the closest thing you will get to a near-death experience. A near-death experience where you'll see a whole entire life pass by you. Or a near-death experience where you will taste the glimpse of heaven. Where you will see how insignificant this world is. How insignificant the peel of this world is. Will make you radically change your whole entire life. And you'll glide through life. But very few people have that type of experience. The average person, life is a complete struggle. He walks around life and everything is trying to rip him away from living. Everything is trying to suck the oxygen of his neshama out. Everything. Stress, financial stress. Problems in the house. Shalom bias issues. Worries. Stories. Lashon Hara. Constant stories. The past. The future. All the while taking away a person from the pub pulsing, pumping, live, liveness that he has at this moment. The only thing that he has every single moment is this thing, that he's fully alive. And a person who knows this is enlightened, but the average person will not live an enlightened life. He will sleep his whole life. He will have a petty life, insignificant life. How was your day? He has no idea. He has no idea what he did. What was your day like yesterday? I went to the office, typed my computer, tied my shoelaces, went and bought myself a drink, a coffee. No idea, just a whole bunch of raw things. What was the meaning of your day? What did you do in your day? You walked around fully asleep, sleepwalking. So the average person is not concerned with this at all. Because he doesn't even know what means enlightenment. He doesn't even know what means to ask this question, what's the meaning of my life? He doesn't know what it means... What am I doing in this world? And that's why the simon is a very important simon, because it is to enlighten you with understanding. It is to allow you the closest tools that you can have to living an enlightened life, to living like a tzaddik, to living like a, in a state where you're free. The Alter Rebbe calls in Tanya, a tzaddik, he says, Asher lo avodai. He's, not, he's not working for God, he's not serving God. He has no work to do. Why is he on the world? Why is he here? He's just a lamplighter. He's just there to light up your consciousness, to wake you up to your life, to wake you up to your purpose, to wake you up to put soul above body, to put your spirit, to put your infinite potential above what you think your infinite potential is, above what you think your potential is. The average person underestimates who they are. Some little petty story of the past, some little thing in the future. And a tzaddik wakes that up to you that there's only now. Live with what is right now, which is your infinity of your soul. But the tzaddik, what's his job? He doesn't have a job. He's not working to wake up. He's fully awake. So his job is to wake that up in you.
And that's what the Alter Rebbe calls a tzaddik ashaloyavodai. His job is not hayoyim lasoysam. His job is not to work for Hashem in the way that you're going to work to wake up. His job is to be to wake you up. And that's a different type of work because that's a lamplighter work. He's holding the light and he's sharing the light with you. And the tzaddik is gliding through life. Now the question is, how can we tap into that? How can we live with what is? With what really is, not what we see on the outside. Not live with the peel of the apple. Something we will never have. You will never have the peel of the apple. Look very deeply into this. This is a tremendous meditation. You will never have the peel of the apple. You only eat the apple, but you are getting caught up with the peel. And this is what we went deep into the idea of tzitzis. Why Chazal said, live your life as your last day, and your last day you will wear white, and you will oil your hair because you're preparing yourself for the king. And Chazal says that means tzitzis, because tzitzis is your clothing. Because we live our whole entire life and we're caught up with clothing. We're never caught up with who we are. We're caught up with all the clothing of life. But the tzitzis says, no, 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 look through the clothing. Remember Kriya Siyamsuf. Kriya Siyamsuf, we saw the infinite potential of this world. We saw the infinity of this world. But in this world, we don't see the infinity. The, the unlimitedness. We just see what is. We just see what is and we get so caught up with that. And Kriya Siyamsuf, what happened? Well, the heavens split. And we're chazering this over because you need to understand this in order to understand this parak. What does it mean all the heavens split? You got to use your imagination to understand this. When you looked on the floor, the floor was almost like a microscope. You saw everything. You saw the depth of everything, the meaning of everything, the knowledge of anything, the significance of everything. You understand? You saw everything. Everything became clear. All the secrets became clear. If you're a biologist, you have to study 20 years to understand biology or to understand what does it mean you sit with a microscope, you go deep into understand molecular, and you understand the secrets of, of, of what you're seeing. But imagine if all that becomes clear to you in a second. And the same exact thing, you look at the water, and all of a sudden the water, everything is split, everything is open up. You see the vast amount. You see, when you look at the water, you just see the crust of the water. But when you go deep into the water, you see everything. But imagine all of that split. And that gave you vision and glimpse into all the galaxies. And the galaxies gave you glimpse and vision into all the heavens. And the heavens gave you glimpse and vision in all the spiritual heavens. The throne, all those malachim that we talk about. You have to imagine those malachim, billions of malachim all serving the God. And billions, the, 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 the vast amount of, if you ever looked and a video of how big the universe is, 93 billion light years, things that we can't even imagine. Just imagine all of that. And to see all of that with your eyes, and to see all of that, the heavens. That is infinity. That's what the Yudin saw Kriyas Yamsuf. And when they saw that in Kriyas Yamsuf, they all screamed out together as Yashir. They all said, this is God. Because they saw in every single thing in the world, they split it to its core. They didn't live with the apple on the outside. Now they lived with the apple, they saw the inside of everything. They didn't live with a person. You understand? Splitting the sea means that you don't live with that little story, that little negativity, that little thing. It's far more, it's far too important. The, the vibrating life of the person in front of you is so much more important. Then what you see, it's so much more in the, in the face of what is. When you're fully awake, when you're fully aware, all of these petty things are so insignificant. 
And that's what happened by Kriyas Yamsu. They saw the secret of everything, the secret, the infinity of everything. So when you saw your friend during Kriyas Yamsu, you didn't see him from how he looks on the outside or some story that you had about him. You saw his infinite potential like a tzaddik sees the infinite potential in a person who comes in front of him. And then he, that person walks away changed because he sees his infinite potential. He sees how un, unimaginably beautiful he is, how unbelievable he is. So he split the sea means to live with what's inside on the outside. A person knows himself, or he thinks he knows himself. And he wishes everybody around him would know him the way he knows himself. And there would be no judgment. He wishes he could walk into a shul and no one would judge him the way he doesn't judge himself. Or everyone would understand him the way he understands himself. That's Kriyas Yamsuf. You understand what that means? To put yourself in someone's shoes to understand them like you understand yourself. That's Kriyas Yamsuf. It sounds esoteric what we're talking about, but Kriyas Yamsuf means to live, to know someone like you know yourself. You know yourself, of course you know yourself. You know, you know yourself. You wish somebody would understand you the way you understand yourself. But the problem is they don't understand you. They, under, they, they, all, they find all reasons not to understand you. How did you do what you did? Why could you have done what you did? But if it would have been you, you would fully understand yourself. But could you imagine if you live with your spouse, that understand yourself, the way you understand yourself, you understand your spouse. In every moment of your life, that's called splitting her sea. That's called splitting his sea. Living your life like that, fully understanding. You look at your child, you fully understand where they come from. That's living with what is on the inside, not with what's on the outside. That's a meaningful life because that's a life that you're awake. And that's what happened to Kriyas Yamsuf. We need to go deep into it. So when we say to live with the light of your soul, to live with the, with the light of the Abishur, to live with, with this thing means to go deep inside to what is. And that's why we're masking Kriyas Yamsuf every single day. And that's why he's Yitzhiz Mitzrayim every single day. Because the average person is not enlightened. He's not going to think about this at all. And the goal is to be covered in tzitzis. We walk around with tzitzis the whole entire day. Some of us walk around with tzitzis the whole entire day. The whole Shabbos. We're walking around with these tzitzis. What is going on over here? It's a funny mitzvah and it's important to meditate on this. Because your whole life is tzitzis. You, you look at a person, either you're living with someone who's wearing tzitzis the whole day, or you're wearing tzitzis, whether you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. Because what is tzitzis? Tzitzis is kula connected kala mitzvah. Tzitzis is the whole entire essence of the mitzvah. Tzitzis will allow you to wake up. You will penetrate deeper than what is. You will live with what is. With what really is. Tzitzis allows you to realize that you are not your clothing, you're not your body, you're not your clothing, to live with what is. And what is, is infinite. And in the face of what really is, nothing else matters. And if something matters, if you're getting caught up, if you're upset, if you're complaining, if you're fighting, that means you're living with, with the peel of the apple. It means you're living with the outside. And compared to being alive, it's incompar incomparable. And that's why we come to something very deep over here that even though a person doesn't live like this fully. We see in this week's parasha, we also understand this one time a year. The Abisha gave us the gift of Yom Kippur. And to most people, Yom Kippur is a very fear, fearful day. Most people, Yom Kippur is a misunderstood day. And it's a day that we are tremendously afraid of. And the real reason we're tremendously afraid of Yom Kippur is the same reason we have a fear of death. 
And the real reason we have a fear of death is because we have no idea what death is. And the reason why we have no idea what death is is because we don't know what life is. We think life is attachment. Attachment to my house. Attachment to my past. Attachment to my future. Attachment to my obligations. But that's suffering, that's withering. Real life is living fully with what is. When is a person fully alive? During the week or on Shabbos? Misha Tarek of Shabbos, Yechub Shabbos. A person's whole entire week is working, working, working for what? For Shabbos. But if, Chazal say, but if from Chatzois until Ben Ashmoshes, you are not incorporating, you are not incorporating all my, my work is finished. I'm buying a building. I'm working on a major deal. I'm, I'm doing something tremendous. If you don't incorporate all my work is done. If you don't feel that the money is in your bank account. If you don't incorporate this idea that everything is done. Shabbos, everything's finished. Everything stops. To allow you to be present. To allow you to enjoy what you have. Your family. To allow you to live with your soul. Above your body. To allow you to be full awake. Shabbos means Shvisa. Put an end to it. An end to all of that and start to live. To, be, to have time, to have joy. To be fully alive. If you don't do that, what's your Shabbos going to look like? You'll be mechalal the Shabbos. You will be mechalal the ending. The ending of what? The ending of all this nonsense. All these attachments and working and everything. That you're fully so caught up with. You're running here and there. So when you come at the Shabbos, an average person doesn't even know about this. The whole entire ending of my week, my week has to be ending, it has to be muktzah, it has to be entirely finished. And then I could be able to, that I'm a billionaire. You imagine what would life look like if I had a magic button and I could have all the money or everything that I wanted. Now press that magic button and live 24 hours exactly like you had that. But some people, they can't wait till Shabbos is over so they can get now their cell phone, so they can get back, so they go back to their way of thinking about the future. And another future, another future. But the Abisha gives us the matana of Shabbos to be fully alive, to be fully present, to live life like it was your last day. What would you do on your last day? You would spend time with your family. You would appreciate what you have. You would realize that this is all you have. And then the Torah gives us something called Shabbos Shabbosim. Shabbos Shabbosim is the, the ending of all endings, the rest of all rests, the presence of all presence. The word Shabbos means so many things. It means Shvisa, it means the end. It means Shavas, it means to return. To return to who you are. The, the most of life is you are not aware of who you are. And this is a tremendous concept. We start, we start every single Yom, Kipp Yom Kippur. How do we start Yom Kippur? We say, Kol Nidrei. All my vows. There's no real translation of Nidrei. Nidrei means pledge, means vow. It means something that you took upon yourself. And then it says, every single type of pledge that I have, every type of attachment. And the son-in-law of Rashi, they changed it from past to future. It used to be, they said, all my past vows, all my past things, all my past promises are null and void, they're finished. And then they changed it, they said, all my future. What type of funny thing is this? You come into the holy day of the year, you say, all my future promises, all my future vows, my pledges, all my, my words mean nothing. 
comes the holy Balatanya and the Tzemach Tzedek and they explain, no, this is the secret of life. The whole reason that you're so caught up is that you're full of attachments, promises. I promise my wife, I promise my boss, I promise this one, I promise that one. You're pledging your soul, you're getting caught up in everything. You're pledging your soul to all different types of attachments. Attachment to success, attachment to the future, attachments to every single thing but what is right now, which is you and the Abishter, you and, and the infinity of who you are. And how are you ever going to live life as if it's your last day if you don't get release yourself from all those attachments? Because there's one attachment that you have to have. Before you were born, you promised that you're going to be a tzaddik and aradash. You promised that you're going to live with the light of your soul and not be trapped by everything in this world. Not run after the peel of life. Not run after the peel of the apple. So one day a year, we release ourselves of all attachments. We end it all. We end all of our attachments, all of our promises. And not only that, the, the generations became weaker. So Mayor Ben Shmuel came and he said, Kol Nidre is also for the future year. The one day a year that we're fully awake, we're not asleep. We're thinking about our life as if we're going to die tomorrow because we might die tomorrow. We might not get saved. The one day that we're awake, we abrogate, we nullify, we eliminate all my attachments for the future. I have success, what success? I have a future, I have a logo, I have a big thing that I want for the future. It doesn't exist. It's not my purpose of my life. The purpose of my life is to be awake, to be aware. To be aware means to be my neshama. My neshama should rule my body. Not to be attached to anything. Because in the day you die, you're not attached to anything. What, your possessions, your house, your transient nature, there's nothing transient. You're fully alive in the day, the last day of your life. And calling today is to, to bring that in. Yom Kippur, this is what we're learning this, 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 this is what we're learning this, in this week's parasha. Kol Nidre is the idea to get rid of all my self-imposed attachments, all my promises that I promised, the whole entire day, I'm promising, what does a promise mean? A promise means that I'm pretty fully invested. You say, you're going over there, do me a favor, bring me back a suitcase. Okay, I'll bring it back for you. You're going to remember? No. You say, promise me you're going to bring me back a suitcase. When you promise you're going to bring back a suitcase, you don't forget because you put your word into it. But what happens when you don't forget? Your whole mind is on it. Life is, with my soul I'm bringing bread. I can be present to my purpose of my life. My whole entire day, obligation to try to strip me away from being awake. Then we have Shabbos, Shabbos wakes us up. Then we have Yom Kippur, Shabbos Shabbosayim. The ending of everything. There's five Inuyim, there's five afflictions on your soul. You release all your attachment. On the last day of your life, you're not eating. You're not involved in this world. You're just fully alive for the sake of being alive. You're thinking about the meaning of your life. You're thinking about the summary of your life. After a person dies, those five minutes is their hespid, and people come to them and shiver. Three minutes is all the moments that they were alive. It's the quality of my life. But if I don't know that, I could live my whole life, I'm fully asleep. So the Torah allows us, because we are not enlightened beings, the Torah allows us enlightenment, and gives us these yamim toivim, these days of consciousness, where we fully wake up to who we are, we return to who we are, and then hopefully, hopefully, we'll make a radical shift in our consciousness and live with this. Live with Yom Kippur. Live with tshuva, live with this idea that the neshama is, is, is primary over the guf. And when I live like that, then I live a meaningful life. And ultimately speaking, this is the beginning of enlightenment, of understanding. To know all these concepts, to understand that the purpose of this life, the purpose of this life was mitzrayim, to trap you, to stop you from living. 
And when you could break free of that, you're fully alive. And when you're fully alive, that's the purpose of your life. Because that was the purpose, to come into this world and to be alive, to live with Hashem. To realize that everything is one, to make Hashem a dwelling place in this world. In my body, that my soul should be able to dwell in my body. Which means my body should be surrendered to my soul. Which means that I should split everyone see around me. I should live with infinity. I should live with what really is. The infinite what is. And that's a meaningful life. And for that you need to wake up. And for that you need tremendous meditation. And for that you need to study these concepts. To live with Shabbos. To live with Yom Kippur. To live with these things. To bring Shabbos into your day-to-day life. When you daven, when you learn, when you do tzedakah, when you do mitzvahs. That's the Shabbos of your life. That's the Shabbos of your day. You're, the world is trying to strip you away from that. It's trying to pull you into your job, pull you into your anxieties, pull you into frustrations, pull you into drama. But you have to raise above that. You have to find the Shabbos in your day. You have to find the Shabbos in your week. You have to find the Shabbos Shabbos. You have to live with Yom Kippur. Live with this idea that today is your last day, then you will be fully alive.